0: Welcome to the Blood Cancer Experience, a podcast series presented by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada. This series connects people affected by blood cancers to their community with stories of hope, healing, and help.
1: Hello, my name is George Athens. I'm the host for this podcast, and thanks for joining us. Today, we are talking about chronic myeloid leukemia, CML, with Dr. Karim Jemani. Dr. Jumani is a hematologist and a professor at the University of Calgary. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us today, uh, Dr. Jumani. First of all, some background. Tell us a little bit about your chosen field of medicine and exactly what you do.
0: Yeah, thank you. It's my pleasure, my pleasure to speak with you today. Um, I am a a hematologist in uh, Calgary, Alberta, uh, at the Tom Baker Cancer Center And uh, my practice involves treating uh, all sorts of blood cancers, but mainly leukemia, both the acute and the chronic forms, um, as well as doing stem cell transplant, uh, otherwise known as bone marrow transplant.
1: How long have you been
0: at this? I have uh, been on staff at the Tom Baker now for about
1: four years. So let's talk about chronic myeloid leukemia what is cml so cml is a well as it as the name implies it it is a uh,
0: chronic leukemia um and by chronic we mean it is you know it is one that people live with um now for for many years for you know essentially um for for their whole life um and what's what happens in cml um is that there is a, a, a rearrangement. So all all of, our, all of our genetic material is carried on chromosomes. Um, these, these are little bundles of DNA inside uh, all of our cells. And there, there are two chromosomes um, carrying specific genes that uh, seem to become rearranged or, or come together and, and what that makes is what's called a fusion gene, um, which is a gene that, you know, shouldn't naturally exist in our body. Um, and this gene is dysregulated. That means it's it's always on, whereas most of our genes should have on and off switches naturally. Now, this gene causes um blood cells, particularly white blood cells to be produced um, in excess quantities. Um, and and that's what that's what leads to um, CML is, is really this, this gene um, that uh, gets this gene that gets produced by um, a rearrangement of chromosomes, um, leading to just excess uncontrolled production
1: of, of, uh, of blood cells. Well, how do how do people get CML? And is there Anything people can do to protect themselves against CML?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good question. And and as with many of our blood cancers, um, we we don't know how most people get CML. There there do not appear to be any specific risk factors other than potentially prior exposure to radiation, um, which of course most most people have not been exposed to. And so therefore, we would say that most cases are. Sporadic, or you know, in other words, just bad luck where this rearrangement happens, um, and so you know, people people get CML really through no fault of their own, and unfortunately, that also means um, that there is really no good way to protect yourself from CML. Um, you know, on the flip side, it's also quite a rare disease. You know, we look at numbers of you know maybe one or two you know, cases per a hundred thousand people. So this is a, this is a rare disease, thankfully.
1: Um, have treatments and research, um, let's say, improved um, dramatically over perhaps the last 10 years?
0: They have. Um, and so really the, really the landmark um, change in CML happened actually right around the year 2000 um when really the the underpinnings of why cml happens this gene rearrangement um was discovered and and once you discover you know a, a single rearrangement of uh, of a single rearrangement that's leading to the disease uh, well then you can imagine you've got a target and so some very smart people, you know, figured out how do we shut down this gene that's constantly turned on? Um, and they came up with uh, a drug that we now know as imatinib um, right around the year 2000. And it, it absolutely revolutionized the treatment of CML. It, it turned CML from a disease where um, many patients would pass away or need a bone marrow transplant transplant. Um, to to attempt for a cure and and it turned that situation into a a really for the vast majority of patients with cml really more of a chronic disease that can be managed over time Um, and the survival now of patients with cml um, is you know actually quite similar to that of someone without cml and that's just a testament to how well these targeted drugs work to to shut down the gene Um, Further, there's after after a in the in the decade after a came out, there's been uh, three three or four um, newer versions of the drug that are more potent um, that can work in more advanced cases of the disease that can improve outcomes. And there are there are some ongoing um, clinical trials. There is a there is a brand new drug that's uh, also coming out and and being tested in some upcoming um, up, upcoming clinical trials. And then finally, um, there is some research being done over the last decade in terms of hey, if patients are responding really really well for you know for several years on their CML drugs. Are they able to come off and actually stay off their treatments and remain in remission? And so, there's a lot of excellent work, a lot of a lot of progress um, in
1: this field, thankfully. Wow, that's fascinating. Um, is there anything that um, others can do in terms of um, making your job or that of dealing with these these types of blood cancers more successful? Is it just more research, or is it more money, or a combination of a whole bunch of different things?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I think it. I think it is a combination of of um, a bunch of different things. I think when there's, um, I think awareness is important. So the work that the the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society does um, day in day out is is so important because when when people are aware of of blood cancers and and you know the devastation they cause for patients and their families, um, it does you know it does spur it does spur more research. It does, you know, inevitably lead to more resources being uh, sent into supporting patients and supporting researchers who are, who are, um, who are working um, in this field or patients who are, who are suffering from the disease. So, you know, that awareness piece is really important um, for, for our patients. Um, We, We we do encourage participation on clinical trials Um, and CML is a is an area where we've gone from clinical trials of you know drugs to treat the disease, where in the last decade, many of the clinical trials have been, you know, can we get patients off the drug Um, and so. It's it's only it's only through you know the the generosity of of funders as well as you know patients um, agreeing to um, you know participate in clinical trials that that the field advances advances further.
1: What message would you have to um, those patients or their family members or friends that have been impacted by CML?
0: Um, I would say, you know, take heart um, the certainly the the outcomes for for CML have dramatically improved. Uh, many of our patients are, you know, leading uh, relatively normal lives. Many of them are able to g- go back to work once their disease is controlled, if, if that's what they were doing, um, or go back to other, you know, important aspects of their lives. Um, so so that's the first thing. Um, the second thing I'd I'd say is um, make sure you talk to your doctor and your or your healthcare team about the side effects you might be having from your treatments. We know that despite the drugs for CML working really well, all of these drugs have side effects. And there are there might be strategies that your healthcare team can can come up with um, and and work with you to help improve your quality of life because in the end it's not it's not just about controlling the disease it's it's about you know controlling the disease and preserving quality of life so people are able to continue to do what what they need to do in life and uh, and the last thing is um, take care of your health um, CML is you know like I. Like I alluded to before, it's now a chronic disease. Um, many people, most most people with CML will not die from their CML, which is fantastic. Um, but again, the drugs that we use to treat CML have side effects, and it also means that you know it, you live longer, and so we 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 have to make sure people are taking care of their health from, you know, all of the regular things all of us, even without CML, need to do. You know, thinking about um, are we, you know, are we exercising enough? Are we eating healthy? Um, are we making sure that our, you know, blood pressure is taken care of, um, all of these really important factors, um, that, that come into play now that CML is a, a treatable disease with patients living, you know, uh, almost, a, a normal lifespan.
1: Finally, it must be, um, quite satisfying to be involved in a profession that, uh... Has a social significance and that is dedicated to helping others. Um, that that must be one of the great benefits that you have from being a doctor.
0: It is absolutely, um, and I think uh, I think it's you know it's it's amazing. I think we're you know inspired um, every day with you know our our patients that and and their families that go through. Um, you know all they go through and and the strength and the perseverance that that patients and their families have that i think that inspires us um in in our work and um and and you know it's important to know that we work in teams um you know it's uh, uh you know that we work in the cancer center in a in a multidisciplinary team. So so besides physicians, um, you know, everyone working in the team from you know nurses to uh, the the clerical staff to the uh, the cleaning staff, the you know the physiotherapy people, the dietitians, all 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 of these all of these uh, the pharmacists, you know, all, all of these members of the team are, are critical in terms of doing the work we do and, and hopefully providing the, the best care for patients that we can provide.
1: Well, thanks so much for all your good work and um, all of those that you work with. And thanks so much for being our guest today. It's been a pleasure to speak with you, Dr. Germani. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. If listeners have any questions about chronic myeloid leukemia, CML, or need any support or resources to navigate your experience, I encourage you to connect with a community service manager in your region. For more information, visit bloodcancers.ca. If you liked our podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us wherever you access your favorite podcasts. We also welcome any ideas for our program, so we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email with your suggestions or comments at infobloodcancers.ca. Finally, this podcast would not be possible without the generous support of Pfizer. Sincere thanks for your participation. Until next time, stay well and stay connected.
0: Thank you for listening to The Blood Cancer Experience, a series of podcasts presented by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada. We are committed to supporting the blood cancer community through programs, services, and research.